How great would it be for your practice and your patients if you had the skills to close larger cases? You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, to ADOM Radio, the podcast for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. Today's guest on ADOM Radio is Bart Nellinger, who started Progressive Dental in 2009 after recognizing a need for marketing and consulting services within the dental field. Bart has helped thousands of practices identify areas for growth and has been noted as one of the leading innovators in dentistry today. Bart has spoken for some of the industry's largest organizations, including BioLays, the American Academy of Implant Dentistry, Nobel BioCare, and more. He was recognized on the Business Observer's 2015 40 Under 40 for Tampa Bay and has driven Progressive Dental to be recognized on the Inc. 5000 list of America's fastest-growing companies for six consecutive years. Due to constant innovation, growth, and long-term client retention, Progressive Dental has become one of the fastest-growing companies in dentistry. ADOM Radio and Progressive Dental are excited to bring to you today, Bart Nellinger. What's going on, ADOM Nation? Excited to have you join us for another ADOM Radio podcast. So today's podcast, Turn Your Treatment Coordinator into a Master Closer. Very, very excited about this topic, as well as our guest, uh, Mr. Bart Nellinger. How are you doing today, Bart? Doing good. How's it going, John? It's going great, and I'm so glad to have you, and I think more importantly, uh, very excited to hear what you're going to share. When I think about the dental practice and I think about all of the patients out there, Bart, as you know, that need treatment, uh, it just feels like uh, this podcast is relevant to where we are right now, particularly with uh, our office managers out there, you know, gaining the skills that they need to be confident in an effort to be able to help those patients through care. So excited with what you're going to share. Before we get into that, I'd love to have you share a little bit about yourself and and about your story and progressive and all that good stuff. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Um, So like I said, my name is Bart Nellinger. I'm the, the CEO and founder of Progressive Dental Marketing. Um, we've been in business for uh, about 13 years at this point and um, really kind of built progressive dental marketing from the ground up as a company that really specialized in uh, obtaining large cases for doctors. You know, when I first got into this, I saw really quickly, you know, the vast majority of the, of the marketing and, and the goals that the doctors wanted to achieve. A lot of it really kind of um, circled around volume. You know, so people would kind of brag about, hey, I got 50 new patients a month, or I'd really like to have 80 new patients or 100 new patients. And and that kind of struck me as odd back then, because I'm like, you know, who cares if you get 100 new patients, but each patient is worth $500. That sounds like a lot of work for very little return or very little reward. Um, so what I started doing is just turning this business into a business that could basically find out what is the the largest cases that the doctors do, what are the most profitable cases the doctors can do, and putting 90% of our focus on, you know, the the very few big cases that make the biggest difference in the bottom line. So really early on, we started advertising for big full-mouth reconstruction cases. Uh, We started advertising for um, all-on-four immediate implant cases, complex occlusal cases, big cosmetic Anything that was going to be over your ten, fifteen thousand um, dollar 
price range in terms of treatment. Um, that's what we really started doing. And that was kind of our strategy. Our strategy was, look, work less and make more. You know, let's spend, if, if the doctors only have so, many, so much time during the day. So let's keep that doctor busy doing the largest cases um, possible. So that's kind of the, the, the culture and the, the, um, the history of progressive, how it got to this point. Um, but as you can imagine, John, um, you know, when we switch over and we're not just advertising new patient specials with, you know, $79 cleanings. Now it's like, okay, this is a full arch immediate load implant case. These are $25,000 to $30,000 an arch and up. And we can generate a bunch of leads. But what do you think is the inherent problem that we were running into as a marketing company? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, them having the confidence, I'm sure that, you know, uh, you know, as the as the potential patients call the practice, them having the confidence to be able to have those conversations and I think probably more importantly move those patients towards wanting to come into the practice. Yeah, I mean, as the as the dollar of the treatment increases, the case acceptance decreases, you know, exponentially, especially after it gets over 7 to $10,000. Um and, you know, we work with treatment coordinators and office managers all the time. I mean, basically our business, it doesn't matter how successful the marketing is. If they can't close the case and the doctor doesn't make money, the doctor cancels. So um, that was kind of the, uh, the reason for getting into the continuing education space and ultimately coming up with the closing institute. Because a lot of these office managers and the treatment coordinators, they are confident and they do have the skills and they did, they have there, a lot of them are people of influence and they've got great tonality and they're really good with people, but they've never had a sales process that they've actually been trained on. Everyone goes through the same thing. It's the same new patient consultation. It's the same exam with the doctor. It's the same way to close. And that, that can be really problematic when you take a demographic, you know, specifically for um, people with terminal dentition that need a lot of dental work and you try to run them through the same exact new patient consultation process, um, it, can, it can be problematic. So the Closing Institute is basically um, a continuing education course and an, an ongoing mentorship that was created specifically for treatment coordinators and office managers to help put a system in place to handle the leads, to pre-qualify and triage people that can't afford it, because triage and pre-qualification is absolutely critical when it comes to big cases like this. When it comes to big implant cases, money is a big factor. Um, you can be the best salesperson in the world if the person thinks it's going to be a $400 procedure, they think it's Medicaid's going to cover it, or they don't have enough money to move forward, you can't close them. So um, we train them on a process to pre-qualify and triage out people before they actually see the doctor that aren't qualified. And then we train the doctor and the treatment coordinator in a process to close price shoppers and um, make sure that we can get these cases closed in volume um, on a consistent basis. And that's kind of how it evolved from just focusing all our efforts on the marketing end to getting more into the, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with treatment coordinators all over the country. I love that. And as you know, uh, the confidence that the practice has once they can uh, close those large cases, uh, I would imagine spills over to 
a lot of the other patients that they're working with where they need to, you know, move them towards getting other work done. So, I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure it's a win-win all around. And what I'd like to do is I want to kind of get into uh, the, the closing Institute, the program itself, and, and talk a little bit about how it specifically helps the dental practice leaders, the treatment quarter, tre- treatment coordinators, and then the office staff. Sure. So we do a lot of marketing for a lot of different procedures, but the type of procedure and the type of case that we really focus on more than anything um, right now, just because of demand from our clients, has been full arch immediate implant cases. So um, the closing institute was really built to put a sales process in place to close more multi-implant cases and full arch immediate cases. It's really specific to it. Now, the principles can be taken and, and applied to any other big type of treatment, especially treatments where you need to pre-qualify the patient. Um, but we created it specifically for the full arch implant cases because treatment coordinators and office managers and doctors, they were all running into the same issues. Um, you know, it's not that big of a deal to get a practice to where they're doing a case a month or a case every other month, or even a couple cases a month. But when we have a practice that says, hey, you know, we would really like to, you know, our doctor would like to do, you know, eight to 12 arches a month, or our doctor would like to do five to 10 arches or 20 arches or whatever it is that they say. Once you try to scale it, they all run into similar issues. So some of the biggest issues that the Closing Institute will help with is number one, the sheer volume of dental implant leads that you need to actually close 10 to 15 to 20 cases um, that are coming direct from the public is much higher than they would normally think. Um, The demographic of people that are missing all of their teeth or that have terminal dentition are also, that, that demographic is also consistent with the demographic of people that also have financial challenges. So out of 100 leads, you know, 30 to 40 of those leads are going to be unqualified right off the bat. Um, And when you start, if someone starts, you know, advertising for implants heavily or full arch implants right off the bat, and they don't have a system for that, they get a lot of no-shows. They'll get a lot of people that aren't qualified, and it can be a huge time waste. So there has to be a scheduling strategy put in place. We teach them at the Closing Institute how to block your schedule and how to create an abbreviated consultation process to sell full arch implant cases in volume. So we train on a process called the 10-10-10. It's 10 minutes with the treatment coordinator, 10 minutes with the doctor, 10 minutes with the treatment coordinator. And that's how we have it blocked on the schedule. And these patients don't go in the schedule just anywhere. They go in the schedule during blocks. So it might be from 2 to 3.30. We're seeing direct from the public marketing leads for implants or from two to three or three to four, whatever. And we double book them and it's 10 minute doctor blocks um, because you are going to get a higher no-show. So it accounts for the scheduling strategy and it also gives them a way, you know, if they, if a patient comes in and they have, it's, let's say it's a complex restorative case, the doctor really has to spend a lot of time doing an exam and just working up the case to figure out what the actual treatment is going to be. With full arch implant cases, typically they can come in, they can get a scan, and by looking at the scan alone, just the CT scan, a lot of times the doctors are going to see and know, okay, you know, is this person a candidate for full arch implants or not? 
Um, and usually, no matter what they see on the scan, it doesn't change how they're going to do the treatment enough to really alter the price. Okay. And I only say that because I can put together and we've been able to put together a sales system that's really tight because it doesn't matter if they need eight extractions or four extractions, right? It's not going to change the price. It doesn't matter if they need three sites of bone grafting or one site of bone grafting or a sinus lift or not. It's not going to change the price. So they're usually well, what they charge for four implants and a provisional and, and a final prosthetic, whatever they're using for that material. Typically, it's all bundled together, so the price is the price. So what we try to do is abbreviate the uh, the consultation. We don't want it to be a full-blown exam that has to take an hour of the doctor's time because we have to get through a, a larger volume of people to get to that 5, 10, 15, 20 arches per month type of a uh, um, uh, type of a goal. So it really helps them put the 10-10-10 the process in place uh, to close more cases in less time. It prohibits the doctor <laughs> from doing more selling. We want the treatment coordinator or the office manager, whoever it is that, that's closing the case, we want them to be the primary point of contact, meaning that is the person that the patient sees when they come in the door and they're with that patient the entire time throughout their consultation. They're the ones that pre-qualify them, they get into rapport, they get the patient to open up, they create the urgency, they close the case, they're there the whole time. Um, a lot of problems that, that we do run into just trying to scale with practices is doctors that tend to talk a little bit too much about the clinical side. And um, you know, I've seen doctors, they were done in 10, 15 minutes. It, it was a done deal, but they kept on for 40, 45 minutes. Right. And, you know, my thing is we want to keep you in the operatory, right? So let's take your treatment coordinator. You've got a good treatment coordinator. They just need a sales process. They just need to understand what it is that, they're, that they need to do here, how to create urgency, how to know the difference between needing to sell a case and the difference between that and, and being in a negotiation with a person. They need to know those basic fundamentals when it comes to sales. And when they do... The doctors can literally triple, quadruple the revenue in their practice and see fewer patients. So it's a really powerful, really, really powerful course, very effective system, you know, that that, that we've created for them. So in addition to the 10-10-10, which sounds very interesting, when you talk about the program, the Closing Institute event, uh, and you have the doctors there, the treatment coordinators there, uh, what are some of the biggest takeaways, Bart? In other words, I mean, obviously there's probably loads of great information, but when you have a follow-up with people that attend the event, what, what are some of their biggest takeaways that you guys hear when they leave? Mm. Well, some of the biggest takeaways, um, you know, people don't understand how to handle simple things like, let me think about it. Let me talk to my spouse. Um, I think personally, the biggest fumble that is made with these big cases is not knowing the difference between being in a negotiation and being in a sale. They are very different. When we're advertising for this procedure because the dollar amount is so high, we get tons of patients that are calling about second opinions. And the vast majority of those patients that are calling about the second opinion, it's not a second opinion on the procedure. It's a second opinion based on price, right? So a lot of people think, well, we don't want people that are just shopping price. We don't want people shopping price. But 
you know, when you start talking numbers like 25, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars, everyone starts shopping price. Um, you know, I make the analogy to, to like the car business. You know, if you're going to buy a car, you know, no one's going to walk into a car dealership and want to pay MSRP. If you're going to buy a used car, how do you know? Like, what, what resource do you go to to tell you what the value of the car is? You would go to like a Kelly Blue Book and you would look it up. But somebody that doesn't know anything about dentistry, when they walk into a practice and their treatment plan for all on four and they say it's going to be $50,000 for your mouth, how do they know if that price is high or low or in the middle? How are they ever going to know that if they don't call a couple places and ask, right? So most of the time, they're trying to get an idea of what the fair market value is. And bar none of all the treatment coordinators we have in the Closing Institute in this program, um, the biggest fumble is fumbling a simple negotiation, right? Just fumbling negotiation, getting dominated by the patient, whether it's over the phone or in a consultation, and the patient just wants to know price. And for the most part, people are kind of trained to put price off until after we've done the whole consultation. And I'm like, no, that's crazy. Why do we want to put price off? If they want to talk price, let's talk about it. Because if they can't afford it, I don't want to do a CT scan and spend an hour with them. Right. Right. But we have to understand what are the basics of negotiating with somebody and how do I get them to qualify themselves? Right. They want me to tell them how much it is and I want them to tell me how much they want to spend. So how do we handle that negotiation? I think that's a huge, huge eye opener for everybody at the course is how to understand the difference between negotiating and selling. And along those lines, Bart, when somebody comes in uh, and they say, uh, I want to talk to my spouse, uh, how many times when they say that, is that real? <laughs> or like you mentioned, is that an objection? And you know, how, how, do you, how do you go about talking about that? I would say it's real every time, right? Because they, what are the, why do they want to talk to their spouse? That's the question, right? And that's why they say things like, let me talk to my spouse or let me think about it. That's a reason why people have trouble with it, because what you want to say is like, well, what is there to think about? But you can't because that's rude. And uh, you right. know, if they would have wanted to tell you, they would have told you. They just said very politely, let me think about it or let me talk to my spouse. Um, what you're wondering is what do they want to talk to them about? So the question is, where are they uncertain? Which part of this are they uncertain? Right. So I've boiled it down a couple different areas. They're either uncertain about the procedure, meaning that they don't know if this is the right treatment or not. Uh, there's some type of uncertainty revolving around the procedure, revolving around the money, or revolving around you or the doctor. It's one of those three areas. So at the course, if we get that, I teach them um, very specific language patterns that we can run to figure out by process of elimination which area they're uncertain about so that we can restate, build confidence in that area, and then reclose. So the only reason it's difficult for people to answer it is because they don't know. They didn't pick up on the nonverbals. They didn't pick up on the cue. And frankly, John, you know, most of the time, and by most of the time, I'm talking 99.9% .9 of the time, these consultations, they don't run on a specific process. So they're not hitting things and gaining agreement in a structured process because there is – there was never a sales process that was implemented, right? It was all just thrown together from, from just the, the natural evolution of the practice. And a lot of it depends on the doctor's ability and just how that particular doctor works for that particular treatment coordinator. 
So, um, you know, once you get, once they get the process in place, they'll get that objection less, but when they do get it, they'll understand what it means. It means they're not sure. So I need to find out where they're not sure. And that's where the language patterns and the scripting and the role playing at the courses, that's, that's where that comes in. It's just drilling that over and over and over so that they can handle it. Cause it's not difficult to handle. They just have to be trained on how to do it. And I know there's a, there's a psychological piece to this as well. You know, over the years, you know, in, in working with dental practices, I've seen the treatment coordinator or the practice owner, you know, uh, how they feel about money, Bart, as you know. So if, 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 a, if a treatment coordinator feels like $500 is expensive, then as you know, they're going to communicate that, right? They're going to send body language. Their tone's going to come across almost to the point that they're getting on the other side of the table with the, with the patient, you know, and kind of nodding their head that if they present a large case that, yeah, yeah, this is expensive. Can you talk about some of the roadblocks, some of the psychological roadblocks with the practice owners and the treatment coordinators that, that, that you all uh, find, you help them work through? Because I know that's, that's probably a, good, a big piece of this as well. Yeah, it is. It's been kind of interesting, you know, in dental, sometimes there's, you know, and I've lectured at a lot of different, uh, a lot of different um, courses and I've lectured at different trade shows and events for different companies. And, you know, there's been in the past been like talk of, you know, hey, let's, you know, we don't like to say that we're selling here. We don't like to say that we're doing this, we're doing that. And I'm almost afraid to, to sell. And, um, Sometimes you're like, oh, gosh, that's so expensive or blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, you know, at the closing institute, the, the mentality that, that we preach is it doesn't matter. If it's 50 grand or it's $500, it shouldn't affect you one way, shape or form. Because what we're trying to do is figure out where is that patient right now in their life? What are their pain points? And, and what is causing them to have a decrease in quality of life? What, are, what does that picture look like? And then we're trying to create a picture of where they want to be and how they want to live. And we're trying to build a plan to get them from point A to point B. That's it. Whether that plan requires $50,000 in work or $500 in work, as, a, as any salesperson, it should never, ever enter your mind. If, if you start getting to the point where you're presenting things just because they're expensive or just because they're cheap, those are the exact same thing. I see people all the time and they will not present a treatment because they think it's too expensive and they're presenting a lower amount. And I said, don't you understand? That's the same thing. It's the same thing as the person that over treatment plans or tries to oversell. The person that's underselling is doing is basically um, making the same exact error. So if you're about money, you're about money. It's just a dollar amount. For me, you know, with the closing institute, it doesn't matter. The dollar amount's completely irrelevant until we hit the stages of a negotiation. Our initial job is what are the pain points? Where are you in your life? Where do you want to go? How do you want to feel? How do you want to live? Describe it to me. And then we're creating a plan to get there. Right. So whether no matter what that cost, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There are so many different financial instruments right now that we can use to make payments affordable. Um, the technology has come such a long, such a far ways in, in, in dentistry to be able to stage treatments out, uh, condense visits. Um, the, the, the prices have, have come down in a lot of different areas. So, you know, we're very flexible in terms of how we can get the care that they need if money is an issue. But if money's an issue, let it be the patient's issue. It should never be our issue. 
ever. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I love that. And that, that's, you know, again, I mean, I'm sure you guys experience that all the time, right? That's the, those are the things that you hear. And I'm glad that you brought up the vast number of financial options and tools that are out there, the technology that is out there to show a patient visually the damage they have. I know it's no different than, as you know, often over the years I've compared getting our car worked on like, like the dental practice. Right. And so you go in and, and, uh, you know, when they show you what's wrong or you have an understanding of what's wrong, it really changes the game. And, and as you mentioned, you know, visually use a, utilizing technology makes the job of the treatment coordinator and or, the, you know, the doctor that much easier to have these conversations. So I know that's a big part of it. All right. So in, in regards to the event, uh, can you touch on who attends, uh, you know, the, the events and, and, um, and some of the details on that? Yeah, well, we've got our last event of this year of 2021 um, this week in um, in Las Vegas. So I'm actually leaving for that tomorrow, and it's Friday, Saturday. So it's generally a uh, one and a half day boot camp where the treatment coordinator, the office manager, and the doctor, at the very least, would attend. Uh, I prefer if whoever is handling the leads, you know, answering the phones, is also in attendance. But it's at least those those three positions um, are in attendance and we train on the complete 10, 10, 10 process. We give all of the scripting and the baseline training there in that meeting. Um, and then from there, the closing Institute is an ongoing mentorship with uh, monthly coaching and quarterly power sessions. We're actually reviewing consultations and it's basically the doctor's opportunity to outsource their sales training. I mean, where, where, do, where do the treatment coordinators go for sales training in dentistry? Like, it's madness. There's nowhere for them to go. Half of them, they don't even understand that they're in a sales position. They're from an administrative background or a clinical background. But they've, most of the time, they've never had any type of sales training. And then we have that, that's on one hand. On the other hand, we've got the doctor telling us, Hey, I want to grow the practice, but they don't have a salesperson in the practice. So when, when they hire a treatment coordinator, what sales training do they get? How do they know how to close? Like, how do they know how to talk about money? How do we expect them to do any of this with no training? And this, the Closing Institute, this is the first um, instrument and product created in dentistry specifically in regards to closing big cases and, and real sales training for treatment coordinators. So uh, I'm really excited about it. We have six of those courses um, every year. Three of them are in Clearwater, Florida. Three of them are in um, Las Vegas. And uh, we cap them at uh, 250 people uh, per course for the most part. So the next one is in Las Vegas, and it's January 21st and 22nd of 2022. Excellent. I love it. And then finally, uh, before we get to the details of, of the course, particularly the one that's coming up uh, this week, uh, there's nothing better, as you know, Bart, that uh, you do one of these events, uh, people show up, you go through your training, uh, they get back to their practice, and they start to implement it. And then you guys get that first phone call, right? Which is, oh my gosh, you know, I did this. I can't believe this. There's that initial excitement. Can you just touch on what that is like for, for you and your team, uh, you know, to pull them through this event, to pull them through this training. And like you said, prepare them with information that in so many cases hasn't existed in our profession. What's that like? What are some of the things that you hear? 
from the people that attend the event once they get back and they actually they close that first large case? Well, there's so many things. We, we cover so many different topics at that initial boot camp um, that any one of them that is implemented is going to make a big difference, whether it's how they're handling the leads or how they bundle their pricing, how they, how they handle their pricing structure or adding a warranty or whatever it is that they do. There's so many things that can make a huge impact. We hear it all the time. They get an initial impact. Uh, right when they get back, we'll get people saying, hey, we just closed two arches this week, you know, and they only closed two arches all year. Um, there's just very few opportunities from a business and a sales point of view for the doctor and their team to get away from their practice and really focus on it and meet about it and concentrate on it. And um, we hear we hear of uh, ridiculous numbers right now. I mean, in, in terms of growth, it's just so hot right now in, in dentistry. Um, there's a lot of people that can get financing right now for these big cases. There's a lot of money floating around there in the market. And, um, you know, for the most part, the vast majority of our clients have had the biggest year they've ever had this year. And we just try to make sure it's not just the biggest, but it's the most profitable and it's running the, it's running the smoothest. So, um, usually they'll have one or two things they can go back and implement, but, I'll tell you this, and this is from being in CE for quite a long time. No matter what I do at the closing institute, at that boot camp, they're going to sit there and they're going to shake their head and they're going to understand it conceptually, but they can't do it. They can't do it yet. It, that's why it is a mentorship course. That's why we do go afterwards. We set up video cameras and audios so that we can record some of the full arch consultations that they do and we can coach on it on an ongoing basis. You cannot go to a course and learn a brand new sales process and go back and nail it. It just doesn't work, doesn't matter. That's why I switched from going to like a standard CE course type structure to an ongoing uh, mentorship. So the Closing Institute absolutely continues on past the boot camp where we get a chance to work with the treatment coordinators every single month. We can review their consultations, we can review their closing percentage, and they can actually have a resource to call on and, and calls to get on every single month in power sessions that they're coming to Clearwater and actually practicing different scripts, different role play situations to get better and better. Because no matter how good the course is, there's only so much that people can implement and retain from sitting into a CE course. Yep. I love it. All right. Uh, so we will have, I know uh, you all provided a resource that has information about the Closing Institute. So everybody in the show notes of this podcast, uh, there's a link. Uh, all you need to do is click on that and that'll provide that resource. Bart, any additional information that you want to share, particularly about the event this week, um, how they can get more information as well as all the future events uh, that you guys put on? Um, they can just go to progressivedental.com. Uh, and uh, they can click on um, the continuing education and they'll find the entire page on the closing institute and uh, all the dates for, uh, for, for next year. This is the last one for this year, but anything that any type of information that they want, they can reach out, they can put in, submit an inquiry online, or they can just call us directly. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to see them grab their doctor and come out to one of the courses, if not in Vegas, uh, Friday, Saturday, they can come out to one of the courses uh, next year, hopefully. Yeah, I love that. All right. So before we go, everybody, I just, just a little note here. I'm actually on progressivedentalmarketing.com. And I know one of the things that Bart's been talking about today 
uh, are the skills that you all can learn to close a lot of these big cases. We know in dentistry that the other side of that work, the other side of you uh, gaining those skills to have that means happy patients. And one of the things I just want to guide you all to when you go to learn more about progressive dental marketing, they've got some transformational stories on there. They've got testimonials from some of the patients that got a lot of this full mouth restoration, a lot of this work done. And as many of you know, that have worked with patients out there that, you know, changing their smile changes their lives. Uh, I think that's the most important thing about what Bart shared today is that this is more than just the closing skills that you can gain in an effort to be able to move these patients through the treatment. In many cases, it's it's changing their lives. So I just want to throw that in there, Bart. I was looking at the website. You guys did a great job. Website looks awesome. But there's some stories on there that you all can clue into um, that'll give you even more of a sense of the work that Bart and his team are doing. So Bart, that's all I got. I really want to thank you. You know, best of luck at the event this weekend with everything you guys are doing. And uh, we look forward to learning more about uh, what you're doing to move dentistry forward. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, Bart. All right. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode here on ADOM Radio. would love to have you subscribe to ADOM Radio. So whether you listen to your podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, be sure to go out, subscribe to ADOM Radio. That way, each time we upload a new episode, it will come right through to your listening device of choice. Also, just a reminder, always great resources on the ADOM website. That's dentalmanagers.com, dentalmanagers.com. If you're new to ADOM, be sure to check that out. They are always adding new and updated resources in an effort to help you grow your practice and move forward professionally. Have a great day.